Hey everybody, it's Sam with Paranormal Review. And I know that a lot of you are seeing this pop up on your subscriptions and, and are like, well, I thought she was gone. I thought somebody got her. But no, no, I know it's been since, I believe, uh, August 4th since you heard from me. And I guess I need to explain just a little bit about what has been happening. Um, I got a small hole in one of my eardrums and it became infected and um, started bleeding. And so I needed to take some time off from doing the three different podcasts that I do. So, um, I continued a little bit here and there with my pro wrestling podcast, but this one I kind of decided to let lay. Um, I lost my dog. Uh, we had to put him to sleep and he is who usually sat with me and watched these scary shows since all of you know I am the biggest chicken in the world. And then sometimes, uh, especially if you go back to some of the older episodes, you'll hear him putting his two cents in on some of the broadcasts. So um, really different this time. Uh, I chose to watch Destination Fear. So really different watching it this time without my good buddy and uh, recording this podcast. So, hopefully, from here on out, we will be very regular as far as what we're reviewing, how we're reviewing, and everything, and that you guys will not go through another six to eight week span of not hearing uh, my views and uh, what I think of the different shows. Of course, the only problem is, is that it's October. And, of course, um, Travel Channel and a lot of other channels are really overloading us with scary stuff. And starting new seasons or um, showing, not one-time things because they're showing them, you know, 10 or 15 times. But they're showing um, not series, just one-time event things. So I have my trusty DVR out. And I'm not jumping ahead. I'm, I'm trying to uh, control myself, even though some things look so good on the new series. Uh, I'm still going to start with season one and keep going. So for those of you who are way ahead of me, don't write me with a bunch of spoilers at Paranormal Review Pod at gmail.com. Remember that singular paranormal review pod at gmail.com uh, because I don't think I want to know what is happening. I don't think. But maybe I do. I don't know. Well, anyway, tonight we are starting with Destination Fear and we are still on, on season one. We're on episode four, and this is the St. Albans Sanatorium. Um, I know that I probably say it 
just a little different than Dakota, Chelsea, and Tanner. Since they're from Minnesota, I'm from the South. Um, there's actually a town called St. Albans that's, I don't know, 10 minutes from me. No, it's not uh, Radford, Virginia. But um, that is how it's pronounced, is St. Albans. And so that's probably how you're going to hear me pronounce it. I believe they had it uh, pronouncing it St. Albans. And um, we kind of run things together. So uh, that is the reason why I'm saying it a little different. This was actually shown uh, this time last year, November 16th in 2019. Now, for those of you who this is the first time that you're listening to Paranormal Review or you don't remember, I need to talk just a little bit about Destination Fear. Um, kind of want to review how I look at Destination Fear. If you watch the beginning of it, during the previews of it, I think Dakota does an absolutely excellent job telling you what this show is. I don't know if a lot of people either don't listen to that, they fast forward through it, um, they think, ah, uh, yeah, 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 and don't listen. I, I'm not real sure. A lot of people gripe about this particular show and say, oh, they don't investigate. They don't use the right techniques. They don't do this. And they don't follow protocol. And they don't. Okay. If you stop and listen to what he says, he does say, I have been investigating with Zach Beggins and the Ghost Adventure crew. While I was doing that, I thought of a psychological experiment. And that is what this show is. So I need to be real clear. That's what I consider it because that's what Dakota is telling me this is. And I don't see how you can truly watch it and not know that. This really is a grand experiment that these four, and I know a lot of you don't count Alex. I count Alex. He goes through it too. These four have agreed to take on together. And Dakota tells you, this is about fear. And he has it set up where he's the only one that knows where they're going on their road trip. They're going 10 places, one after another, as they travel on their road trip, right before they enter a location Dakota tells them about the location. He doesn't necessarily tell them all the wonderful, happy, uh, great things 
that happened at those locations. No, he tells them the stories, whether they be ghost stories, whether they be demon stories, whether they be um, somebody getting touched stories, battle, civil war, um, you know, revolutionary war, whatever it is, he is telling them this. A lot of times, uh, depending on the location, they are actually interviewing people that work there, that have been through there, that maybe are the museum guides or maybe run ghost source through whatever location it is. But what they're doing to themselves is getting thoughts in their head of what has happened in the past that could happen to them currently or sometime in the near future while they're at this location. So they're generating fear and then by going into the dark, turning off lights, only being able to see through a camera. They carry a flashlight most of the time. You will see them turning on and off. Um, it is about your mind. Now, I have told you, Paranormal Review is about me being a skeptic. I'm a newbie. Um, I don't know what I believe, why I believe it, how I believe it, or anything like that. I chose Destination Fear because of Dakota. I knew him from Ghost Adventures. He was starting this new show as I was starting this new podcast. I, in the very first episode, fell in love with the show. I know this is only episode four. I'm in love with the show. I don't care to admit it. I like the aspect of the experiment. I like all of the people in it. Um, to a point, I feel like they're truly being real. And I'll point that out as we go. Um, other shows, they're not doing this. They're not doing any experiment, experimentation in fear. They're actually investigating or they're trying to figure something out or they're using what they call scientific equipment. So when you hear me do Paranormal Review episode on a different show, I won't take the aspect that I'm taking in this episode because this is a different show. So that's the reason why I'm explaining that. Um, I'm not going to pick on them for, oh, they should have used this equipment. Well, no, because they're not trying to prove, do ghosts exist, do they not? Do demons exist? Do attachments exist? No, that's not what this show is about. This show is about their fear inside their mind. Now, that may be because there's a ghost standing in front of them and they're seeing it. Or it may be based on a story that isn't true. 
but in their mind it is and our minds sometimes generate fear or adrenaline or red flags and so that's the point of view that I take with destination fear so I always like when we're doing a destination fear episode kind of remind you guys that it's a little different than say if we're watching ghost nation or ghost adventures or paranormal state or something like that okay so just wanted to remind you of that so like i said they are in radford virginia some of you may have heard of radford uh virginia because radford university is located there and it is in virginia and as probably most of you know because of your history lessons the american revolutionary war was fought all through there and um they talk about how there was a colonial massacre near there and then near the grounds and on the grounds um there was a lutheran strict boys school that was part of that building where it is believed that some boys were mistreated, tortured, uh abused and then it was turned in to a uh, a sanatorium around 1910 and it closed uh in around in the 1990s so it has not been active as a sanatorium or school or anything like that for about 20 to 30 years so it is a place that you can visit and dakota starts this episode off saying some people call this the most haunted location on the east coast and when you do any research on it if you google it or you look up things you will see it uh listed as one of the most haunted locations on the east coast if not the haunted most haunted location on the east coast there are some lists that name it the most haunted location in the united states so i think it's just a matter of opinion you know we've talked about that before as far as list and dakota opens up and tells us they came there about 4 years ago and they decided they were going to spend the night they were doing a little bit about what they are doing in this show and he said Chelsea quit halfway through the night that she was in the basement in uh which is across from the boiler room and that she felt like something charged at her during the night and she quit um he feels 
that she regrets that. Um, and he feels like now that they are at a place where they are all ready to face their fears of this place and be stronger because of it. Which I think is pretty interesting that, that Dakota has that confidence in Chelsea. Because if you guys haven't listened to the three previous episodes of Destination Fear that I've talked about on, on uh, Paranormal Review, Chelsea in the previous three locations has been, I think, the one that's got the worst of it. Um, she seems to always get the worst rooms when they have to sleep alone. Um, things have almost targeted her. And it has been really weird. And so she has struggled a little bit in the first three episodes. Not tremendously and not, I don't think, to the point where she's wanted to quit and go home or, you know, just leave for a while. But it's really interesting to me that he knows what she's been through f for the previous three locations. And this is the location that he chooses for the fourth location. The very location that she quit. So it wasn't like she had great experiences in the first lo three locations and has all this confidence going into number four where she quit before. Yeah. She has struggled and now he's going to put her in the very place where she had one of her most frightening experiences of her life. Do I like that? Um, no. Uh, I don't always like what Dakota decides to do sometimes to Chelsea. But, um, somehow Chelsea accepts it. And if you've listened to the the previous three episodes um, of Paranormal Review of Destination Fear, you know that I have a high regard for her and what she's been through, what they've put her through, what they've asked her to do. And um, I really feel like she's getting stronger. She may not feel that way right now at the start of episode four, but I think a year later, if I were to call her on the phone right now, I think that because of season one, and we now know that, that they're, they've went through season two, and they're getting ready to start season three, I think she would say herself that she has gotten stronger. Not only with fear, but mentally in her head, emotionally, but I also think she's gotten stronger bonds with Tanner, Alex, and of course her brother Dakota. Maybe that's me projecting, I don't know, but it it feels like that to me. Now as they're driving there, Tanner starts talking about this road trip that they're on and how they're not even halfway. They've only been to three locations. And he feels like 
as they go through these 10 locations, he said, I think we will slowly lose our sanity. And I, I found that a little interesting. That he's agreed to do this with his best friends. But yet it's already in his mind, whether it was implanted there, he thought of it, that there is a very good possibility that with these locations, he could lose his sanity, or they all could. Um, hearing the stories, staying the night, going through what they're going through, dealing with the thoughts. And I think that's something that is downplayed, or they don't really have enough time to deal with it. But I do, in this, this episode, is uh, mental health issues. And whether, you know, the paranormal can create mental health issues if you're dealing with it constantly. If you're either living in a paranormal situation or you're all the time investigating paranormal situations, can dealing with the paranormal over and over and over and the thoughts in your mind, you don't get a break from them. And can that create a mental health problem? Well, obviously, Tanner brings that up, that there's a possibility they may slowly lose their sanity. Now, they don't explore that. They kind of leave that there. Like I said, um, our long program, they probably do not have the time to really deal with that. I would love to go to a conference once. Um, we can start attending conferences uh, with COVID-19 uh, if we can get that under control or a virtual conference. I would love to hear um, Dakota, Tanner, and Chelsea actually talk on that situation as far as what the different road trips did to their mental health and if they're still struggling with it or whether it got better or anything like that. I, I think that would be fascinating. Now, of course, if you watched us nation fear before, you know that before they arrive at a location, Dakota usually has them go someplace fun. Um, again, not real sure if, Dakota's all there um, because some of his fun places have been like a haunted amusement park. This uh, fun thing that he wants to do is that he has decided that they probably should clean out the sewer of their RV to actually hook up the sewer line and, and empty their RV. Now, of course, none of them have any clue how to do this, and so they stop at a campground where, luckily, there is a gentleman who is willing to show them. And that's what I think is uh, interesting and funny, is he will not do it for them. He's willing to show them, or at least tell them how to do it, and allow them to do it. Now, I don't blame Chelsea. I would be Chelsea. I think that she is the smartest one of the bunch. 
she takes one whiff of that and is like, yeah, I can't do this, I'm out. Uh, she goes a little ways away and is going to watch, I guess, so that she knows a little bit about it. And she's like, oh my God. And you see her cough and she's like, I can still smell it. And she leaves and goes even further away. So, um, yes, it was, it was pretty interesting. Um, after they get that done, there is, uh, no other side trips. They start talking about where they're going. Dakota always usually tries to give them hints, and he talks about how this place has some darker entities and that a lot of people believe that the boiler room is demonic. And, um, he kind of leaves it at that and allows them to ponder that and, and talk about that and everything. Then as they actually pull up to St. Albans Sanitarium, Tanner recognizes it. I thought Chelsea would be the first to recognize it. But I'm not 100% sure that she was totally paying attention. But as soon as Tanner says, this place is horrible. I hate this place. Then you see Chelsea get up and she's looking out the window. And as she's looking out the window, you can see exactly on her face when she recognizes it. She doesn't even have to say it. You actually see her eyes change, widen. Um, you see her facial features change. You can see the memories almost come flooding back to her as she recognizes this place. And it's like you can see her mood just totally change. And she says very quietly, and it's to Dakota, but I don't know if he heard it or not, because he doesn't make a comment. But it very softly, you hear Chelsea say, I should have known when you said the boiler room. And she's looking and looking, and then it kind of flashes a little ahead where obviously she's gotten up out of her seat and and she's standing in the RV, uh, for lack of a better word, hallway. And you hear Dakota say, are you okay? And she does what any normal person would do, I hope. She starts jumping him and says, no, I'm not okay. Matter of fact, I'm annoyed with you. And Dakota being Dakota and how he's been all this season is, oh, we need to finish this place. We need to get past this place so that we can move on. This is about redemption. Now, they didn't show Chelsea, but in my mind, 
I was really hoping that the reason why they didn't show Chelsea was I hope that she was standing in front of him, double flipping him off, and cussing him silently. Because that's her brother saying, oh, we need to get past this. We need to have some redemption. And, of course, she's just thinking of one of the most frightening nights of her life. And how she had to quit. And so, just by driving up to the place, he has generated fear in Chelsea. And it's it's just weird that they actually caught that on camera as far as her facial features change. Then um, they go about... Um, showing us interviews that I don't know whether the crew did or whether Chelsea Tanner and uh, Dakota and Alex did, but somebody did interviews with about three or four different people, and they tell us some stories that have happened in this building. And one of the stories that they talk about is Rebecca. And how she was pregnant. She was on the third floor. And she had the baby. And she ended up having a stillborn baby. She lost the baby. And she would hide it. And then get it out. And comfort it take care of it, and then place it back in a drawer and hide it. And one day, the staff caught her. Of course, the staff took the baby, who was dead, and she fell into a deep depression. She, um, you know, had the grief of losing the baby, but then them taking the baby. And so she went into the bathroom next to her bedroom and committed suicide. There are a couple other people that have committed suicide in this bathroom. And the staff that do the tours and, and things call it the suicide bathroom. And then we have a gentleman that talks about the boiler room. And it is in the sub-basement. And it's next to the bo uh, bowling alley that Chelsea happened to be in when she left. But in that boiler room, they believe there is an entity named Red. And he is known to grope women and place his icy, cold fingers on their legs. And he is known to charge at men and kind of be aggressive towards them. So, Destination Fear, after they show the different interviews... They all four do a walkthrough and make sure that everybody kind of knows where they're going 
and what they have read in their packet and the different things that they've been told. So we see the four. They are on the second floor. They're doing their walkthrough. And they hear what I would describe as a bang. Now, I believe they, they said it was a strange noise. And then um, I think the writing that they had on this episode was an unexplained loud noise. I thought it was a bang, like I said. And they say that it was coming from the third floor, which was above them. I stopped it, rewound it. Like I said, I put these on my DVR so that I can do that. I don't, I don't really ever want to watch them live. I want to always be able to rewind things. So I did, I stopped this, I rewound it. And if you do it at that point, the reason why I like this show, I feel like it's about as real as you can get. I know some things are TV. I know this is for entertainment. You know, you feel free to write me. Um, I am, I'm on Twitter under Paranormal Review. I am on Facebook under Paranormal Review. I, uh, you can write me at paranormalreviewpod at gmail.com. If you want to argue about it, we'll, we'll talk about it. That's not a problem. I don't care to have a discussion with anybody about anything. But I guess the reason why I consider this one a little more real is for the simple fact, number one, they're not doing investigations. They're doing an experiment of the mind. But I think number two is when you rewind it, all four of them are standing there. They're in the picture. Okay. Um, you can't see Alex. He is the main camera guy. So he has three of them in the viewfinder. But the reason why I say four is because you can see him react also because he has a hold of the camera. As you rewind it and you play it, if you play it at normal speed, it's, it's I think, fairly simple to see. They are all scared at the same time. They all jump at the same noise. Um, there's not one of them hears something and then looks at the other and like, oh, did you hear that? Oh, no, no, no. That's not how they play this show. Um, it is very obvious that all of them hear it and they all hear it at the same time because of how they react. And if you rewind it and you play it in slow-mo, they're all reacting pretty much the same time. You don't do that when you fake. Yes, there are very good actors. Well, I hate to tell them this. Uh, I know it's going to break Dakota's heart if he listens to this. But Dakota is just not that great of an actor that he can get split-second timing with Tanner and Chelsea. It's it's real that they hear this noise. Now I know what a lot of you are going to say. 
well, they could have somebody up there that they know is going to make a noise, but they don't know when. You know what? I'm willing to say you may be right. Do I think you're right? No, I really don't. I think that there was a noise. I um, think that they reacted to it naturally. Um, they immediately want to go up and see kind of what it is. But you also see a natural hesitation about, uh, yeah, I want to see what that was, but yet I don't. So um, I think that helps me get into this particular show. Is that, you know, like I said, they all are moving at the same time because they're scared. So they decide to, like I said, continue their walkthrough up on the third floor because they want to know what's going on. Tanner is ahead, Dakota is right behind him, and Chelsea is below them, um, I think about three steps. I didn't write that down in my notes. But I hear someone walking. Tanner says he just hears a noise. And Dakota is almost frozen. Uh, but Tanner turns around and says, I'm hearing a noise. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing somebody walk. Um, but they continue on. And as they come out of the stairwell and go barely down the hallway, they are near the suicide bathroom and that bedroom that Rebecca stayed in. As soon as Dakota enters the bedroom and then walks into the suicide bathroom, he immediately grabs his ear and says, my ears are ringing. And my first thoughts are, okay, he just got scared. So that has heightened his blood pressure. Then he climbs stairs. And now he has heard footsteps or noise. Is his blood pressure, heart rate, is it going wild, which is causing his ears to ring? Or is there something else going on? Could it be paranormal? Could it not? Because that's my first thought. Um, you know, obviously I'm I'm behind. I'm still in the first season. Uh, but if they hadn't filmed season two already, that's one thing that I would suggest to them is to wear uh, watches that keep their heart rate and their blood pressure in um, different aspects, their their breathing rate and things like that. Um, not suggesting any brand. I know all, all of you want me to say, oh, they need to get an Apple Watch. I don't wear an Apple Watch. I don't like Apple products, but I have a watch like that because I, at one time, had problems with my heart rate. I don't want any more, but I want to make sure I never have them. So that's the reason why that occurred to me 
in the beginning because once my heart rate got above 120, I would feel ringing in my ears. And so to me, it made sense as far as him getting scared, climbing the stairs, getting scared again, and then walking in to a bathroom where he's been told a story. So don't know how to count that or or discount that. Then we see them go down to the basement. And that that's exactly what they call it, the basement. And as they make a right, they go into the electroshock therapy room. And they talk about the horrible experiments and how there was a possibility they didn't know how high to turn up the, the electricity and that they probably kind of basically fried some people's brains um, that it was probably pretty painful and torture and and how a lot probably did happen in that room and then we see them go down to the sub basement they first go into the boiler room, which is the place that I told you guys about Red. And as they're in there, they hear a noise next door, which is where the bowling alley is. So they decide to go over there. Remember, the bowling alley is where Chelsea was sleeping four years ago when something charged at her and she said, I'm out. She quit. As they hear another noise in there, you can see as the noise is happening, Dakota is grabbing his right ear. And again, if you rewind it and you put it on slow-mo, you can see it's almost happening simultaneously that he is reaching up trying to grab his right ear. And he says, my ears are ringing again. And you can see he's frustrated, confused. I don't understand this and, and everything. He then says, you know, if there's something down here, I want you to touch one of us. I want you to let us know you're here. And so they kind of get a weird feeling. They're being watched. The, there's someone in there with them, but they they don't really know what's going on. They decide they're going to take a break. As they head upstairs for their break, Dakota is in the lead. Tanner is behind him, and he says, Dakota, you have a handprint on the back of your jacket. And they pull his jacket kind of out, and you can see what appears to be a dirty handprint. And... Tanner says, I don't really want to ruin it, but I do want to show the difference. And he takes his hand and places it towards the handprint. And you you can definitely see it's not Tanner's handprint. You can see it's a right hand 
Tanner places his right hand there. Um, the hand is much bigger than, than Tanner's. And t uh, Dakota seems a little freaked out. He goes outside and he said, I'm feeling really strange about this. I'm not feeling the greatest. He never felt anyone touch him. He never felt anyone touch him hard enough to leave a handprint. So I'm sure that this is, I don't know, kind of shook him up. Since he has been with Ghost Adventures, he does have some equipment. And they use the equipment in a different way than most other shows. They're not using it to collect evidence. They're using it to see... Basically, if there's anything around, that's going to create fear in them. So, they go back down to the bowling alley with an ovulus. For those of you who don't know what an ovulus is, it is kind of like a um, uh, speaking spell or um, a... They, it says words. Um, it supposedly has a catalog of words that energy can react with and that it will say words. So Dakota immediately asks, did you touch me? And the word that comes out and is spoke from the obulus is did. Now, of course, they take it the way that that I would have is, yeah, I, I touched you. <laughs> and so you can see that unnerves him. And then they hear almost a voice. And then they hear noise. At the same time, the obelisk says feet. And Tanner says, was that feet? Footprints? Was Did you hear... Feet prints, did you hear someone like running or something? And they feel like it's over in the boiler room. So they go over in the boiler room and Dakota starts talking to Red. They start hearing noises. And they're noises in the boiler room. The ovulus says, climb, march. Well, what they decide is, yeah, um, something is telling them, uh, climb, meaning go upstairs, and march. Well, if it's a colonialist, back in the, the Revolutionary Wars, march meant, um, fast. Get your butt out of here. So they decide, hey, we're going we're gonna to listen to that. We're, we're out. They go upstairs to base camp, kind of regroup, and they decide they're going to split up in twos. And they do this on most episodes. Um, and it's not always the same two. But uh, they decide that Tanner and Dakota are going to go back down, whereas Alex and Chelsea are going to go up. 
So, at first we follow Tanner and Dakota to the boiler room bowling alley sub-basement. As they're in the boiler room, it appeared to me that Tanner sees a shadow out of the corner of his eye. He never says that it was out of the corner of his eye, but where he described it to be when I was rewinding it, it didn't look like he was looking at it straight on. But he says he saw like a shadow movement. And then they hear something, because Tanner's in the boiler room, Dakota is in the bowling alley, and they hear something being thrown in between them, almost like towards the doorway where their rooms connect. And uh, they're not real sure of this. Then they flash over to Alex and Chelsea. They're upstairs in Rebecca's room near the suicide bathroom, and we see Chelsea taking Polaroids. Um, Alex is talking to Rebecca. He goes into the bathroom, and, and he says he feels, you know, really weird in there. And again, Chelsea is taking a lot of different Polaroids, and they hear noises. The only thing here that I didn't like, and I'm just going to be real honest, I wish they would have followed up on those Polaroids. I think it would have taken them 30 seconds to a minute uh, of editing to just throw that in there because I would have liked to have seen those Polaroids. Obviously, she didn't capture anything. If she would have, I'm sure they would have used that. Number one, to generate fear, but number two, also just to show us. But I like when they show us when there's nothing there also. The other thing at this point that they usually do in most episodes, but they're not doing in this episode yet, they're not timestamping anything. They're not saying, oh, they got here at 105 and now it's 315 or anything like that. And so I was a little disappointed in that, and I really wanted to know how much time lapsed. How much time was Tanner and Dakota actually downstairs before Tanner saw the shadow? Did he immediately see that at after they'd been in there four minutes? Or had they been in there and he had been talking to Red and it was something that either got tired of listening to him ramble or, you know, wanted to show itself. And was it at, like, minute 28? Because anyone that's been in any location, paranormal location, you know things don't happen right away or when you want them to. That you may have to sit in a room an hour before something happens, or three hours, you may you may be at a house all night, and nothing happens, and so that's that's kind of what I wanted wanted to hear. They get on the walkie talkies and um, they decide they're going going to meet up, 
And Chelsea goes off to do her diary camera, which is where she talks alone. And she says, fear is contagious. I think that's a very powerful statement. And I think sometimes when people are dealing with the paranormal, they don't understand that. That fear is contagious. And that she is starting to fear or feel their fear somewhat. If you don't think fear is contagious, go in a scary movie theater. In the middle of it. Go in the middle of a movie that you have no interest in seeing. Just go in in the middle of the movie and sit down. If the movie is truly scary, I mean, you'll have to read reviews, but if the movie is truly scary, when you walk in in the middle, don't really watch the movie. Just sit there. You can feel the fear from other people in the movie theater. It is a weight. It is a fog. It is... Um, I don't even know how to describe it because it comes off of different people in different ways. Um, I have a friend of mine that I worked with in, in my job. I knew he was afraid when he went very still. Normally, he was kind of a fidgety person. So, when we, our jobs were to go into houses and stuff. And when we would go into a house and he would go still, not really move, I could fear, feel the fear from him. And I knew how to recognize that after a couple times. Whereas I had another friend that just gave fear off in waves. I got to the point where I wouldn't go out on my job with her. I didn't want to be partnered with her. I didn't want to be anywhere near her. She was scared of almost anything and everything. Um, scared of her own shadow is what a lot of people would say. But she would unnerve me. And I'm usually pretty logical. But I could feel just waves of fear coming off of her. And it affected me in a way that I wanted to protect things. Uh, instead of investigate things. Which, that's what my job required me to do. So, uh, little different situations and stuff. But Chelsea says fear is contagious and I'm feeling their fear. And she said the boys are experiencing things way more than me and I'm okay with that. And I wanted to say go Chelsea because for like I said for 
three episodes, this poor girl has been experiencing a lot of fear, and these guys haven't. Um, so Dakota decides it's time to draw for areas for them to sleep, and he says, because he's talking to the camera, he's not talking to anyone else, he says whoever gets the bowling alley in the electric shock area is screwed. Well, guess who gets those areas? We see them draw. Chelsea, of course, ends up with the electroshock area. Alex gets the suicide bathroom. We get Dakota in the bowling alley. And then we get Tanner in the east side basement. Now, as Dakota goes down and makes his way to the bowling alley, he immediately, as soon as he gets his camera set up, as soon as he gets his sleeping bag set up, he starts hearing things. We see him reacting, and then as happens when they start sleeping, we see the screen go black and words appear, and it says, we see the following took place over the next four hours. And this is when we start getting our timestamps. At 3.50 a.m., we hear footsteps. Dakota obviously reacts. He's freaked out. He immediately calls Chelsea, who is right above him in the electroshock, and says... Did you hear anything? Did you move? Did you do anything? And she's like, no. They replay it, show her camera matched up with his camera, and you can see she did not cause it. She is laying down, and they had already talked to her, and she said, I'm going to try to rest my eyes. I know I'm not getting any sleep tonight. Because this place is crazy. Remember, she's already had problems with this before. and um, But she says, you know, I'm going to lay down. So on her camera, you see she is laying down. And when Dakota sets up because he hears the footsteps, Chelsea's still laying down. It is only when he picks up the walkie-talkie to contact her that you see her move. However... I must say, the next thing is quite hilarious. I had to rewind it a couple times to make sure that I was actually hearing what was being said. Because at 4 a.m., we see Chelsea pick up her walkie-talkie. She switches the channel and (laughs) makes noises and scares Dakota. And she tells him, I'm sorry. I just had to do that. And after what she has been through the previous three episodes, I don't blame her, and I thought it was hilarious. However, at 5.05, we see both Dakota and Chelsea react to the same loud noise, and they're scared. Um, What I found interesting, though, was Chelsea immediately called Tanner, who didn't hear anything. He's a little bit further away, 
but I wondered why she didn't call Dakota, who is right below her. Now, Dakota calls Chelsea almost immediately, and she confirms, yeah, I heard that. And Dakota says, I think I'm having a panic attack. Chelsea then says another thing that I found profound. She said, it is like we are putting ourselves in our own worst nightmares, yet it is our real life. Think about that. Because when you have a nightmare, you are usually asleep. She says, it's like we're putting ourselves in our own worst nightmares. But yet it's our real life. We're not asleep. We're living our worst nightmare and we're not asleep. Because we've all been in that situation where we have a nightmare. We wake up. And we're looking around and we feel a little bit better because we think, ah, oh, it's just a nightmare. It's not my real life. But remember, in this show, like Chelsea said, they're creating fear in their mind. They're putting themselves in a nightmare that they can't wake up from because it is their real life. But then we get at 627, Tanner. Tanner hears these unexplained noises. He sets up and he hears one coming from his right. And as he's kind of looking, he immediately hears one on his left. And so he's looking left. And then there is a loud noise back on his right. And he gets up and runs down the hallway. Now he gets to the end of the hallway and I got to give him big props. He stops. My butt would have kept running and running up them stairs and talking to somebody. Y'all know I'm a chicken. But he doesn't. He stops and he looks and he looks. And then he picks up his camera. And he goes down the hallway back past where he was sleeping. And he goes to the right and starts looking around for anything that could have made that loud noise. And there's nothing there. He doesn't see anything at all that would have caused it, that fell from the ceiling, that fell off the wall, nothing. No rodents, anything like that. And then we see the black screen and words appear, no other unexplained events occur. So at debrief, as they all go upstairs with their cameras and they're packing up and they decide to sit down on the steps and kind of talk through St. Albans Sanitarium. Tanner says, 
I'm glad we came back. But I'm so glad we never have to come back again. Chelsea looks at Dakota and says, you, you had a rough night. And the camera goes over to Dakota, who you can see has had a rough night. You can tell in his face. You can tell he didn't get any sleep. Um, he's got bags under his eyes. He still looks a little scared. And he says, I showed a lot of fear last night, and I really shouldn't have. I know that's the first rule, is that you shouldn't show fear. And they continue kind of talking. They all agree, we're not coming back here. We got done what we need to get done, and yeah, we don't need to come back here anymore. But then, Chelsea says something to Dakota again that caught me in a different way. She looks at him and she says, you know all the time when you used to say that I would scare you? And he says yes. And I don't, I don't think that she means the previous three episodes. I think she means in their life. Because they also say in the opening that they lived in a haunted house when they were younger. So I think that she's meaning previously, in years past. When she says, remember when you said that I used to scare you? She says, tonight, you had that effect on me. You scared me. And I thought, you know, that's interesting. You know, how brothers and sisters or good friends can affect each other and can scare each other. It wasn't so much tonight that Chelsea herself was afraid because of noises or because she felt something touch her or because she heard something or some, she heard whispering or anything like that. Chelsea was scared tonight in a different way. And if you've ever felt scared in a couple different ways, then you know the difference in them. Tonight, she was scared for her brother and what he was going through and what he was experiencing. And because she had been through it before, she knew what he was going through. And so I found that interesting. That she had that empathy where she could draw on that. And then they each talked a little bit about each other to their diary cams. And I found what Tanner said a little interesting. Tanner 
in the four episodes I've watched, appears to kind of be the protector. And the one that steps back and really watches them. Because he says, I think I really need to watch Dakota to make sure he doesn't take anything away from this place. That he doesn't have any kind of attachment that latches on and carries over to any future locations. And he talks about how that could give Dakota problems. And I thought, what an awesome friend. What an awesome person, number one, that could understand that, could understand, um, you know, the paranormal and has seen, you know, different shows or experienced different things. But also what a friend that's going to watch out for you, but maybe not tell you. But then on Dakota's diary cam, he talks about how he feels like Chelsea has gained confidence. And how that will help her because the locations are just going to get worse. Now, of course, that catches me because I'm thinking, wait a minute. We started the show off with this being one of the most haunted locations on the East Coast. Does that mean, number one, we're moving away from the, the East Coast? Or number two, we've discovered new places that are more haunted? Or does he mean dangerous? As in, they're like falling apart and, and like half the roof's going to fall down? What does she need to have confidence about so that you know was a little different and then he talked about Tanner's confidence well I don't really feel like Tanner has been completely shook yet I think we're going to see it based on you know how they've shown ahead of different parts of different episodes and stuff. But I don't think Tanner's really been shook yet. So I am definitely interested in continuing on this series. Now, will we do episode five next? No, probably not. I'll switch to a different show. But you will be hearing episode five soon. Um, I can't stay away from the show. I really, really enjoy it. I like it. I feel like um, I may not be learning, oh, paranormal investigation techniques. But then again, maybe I'm not meant to learn paranormal investigation techniques from Destination Fear. Maybe from Destination Fear, I'm supposed to learn about my own fear and how I can control it and how sometimes I make it worse than what it truly is. Or I allow the people around me to be contagious and spread their fear to me. And so I feel like that that's something that we need to talk about as we go through these shows is 
what did we learn or, or what did we want to learn that we didn't learn? And I think that's what I'm taking away from this episode is that I personally need to watch that I'm not creating fear in myself when I don't need to. And that I'm not allowing others to spread their fear to me when they don't need to. Fear is a normal reaction in order to keep you safe. But if you're experiencing it too much, what will happen is you will go into overwhelm and you'll be paranoid or your body will shut down and you won't feel any fear. Therefore, you may not be in a safe situation. And so um, that's what I'm going to be thinking about and, and what I'm wanting to learn from this particular episode. Tell me what you learned, though. Hit me up on Twitter or on Facebook at Paranormal Review. Or write me at ParanormalReviewPod at gmail.com. That's singular. ParanormalReviewPod, one word, at gmail.com. And let me know. Number one, did you watch the show? Did you catch it on, on demand or something like that? Two, what did you learn from it? And three, do you create your own fear? Do you allow others to create fear in you? And um, let's have a discussion. I'll talk to you guys soon.